Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what's up? <laughs> you didn't say I, what's popping. I, I, I switched it up to see if you were paying attention. I always pay attention when you speak, John. Sometimes you don't speak enough, though. All right, well, you know, I, I only speak when I have something important to say. Is That's, that what it is? No, of course not. Yeah, because, like, I get so much vitriol. Flack. Vitriol. Vitriol, yes. yes. I get so much flack or vitriol. They're like, <laughs> you don't let him speak. I'm like, I don't well. I nothing to say. I don't know nothing about no 2-1 buy-downs, FHA guidelines, the new loan limit increase. I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about candlestick graphs or what the market's going to do or how inverse relationship to bonds. I don't know any of that. You do. I do. Yes. Yeah. But you're my main man. Yeah, I know. I'm just here to listen. And then, like, I just, and my wife said that too. She's like, you just sit there and just, and you just stare. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm listening to what he's saying. Well, yeah, here's what's a, what a cool dynamic is yeah. you are the target audience. Correct. You are the perfect, besides the fact that we've built this friendship that yeah. I think is going to last a lifetime. Yeah. Although I know you don't have that many friends. So I hope <laughs> it lasts throughout our business right. partnership and right. relationship. I think it will. Yeah, it will. You know, I work hard at keeping relationships together. You're right. like, ah, oh, peace oh, out, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. that guy. Yeah. But no, it's, um, I think it has worked thus far. Here yeah. we are 20 months into this. Yeah. And it's because I get to sit down with a, someone who I genuinely like mm -hmm. as a human. Thank you. Who is also the target mm. audience. Like you're millennial. Yeah. Yeah. You're college educated. Yep. And when I mentioned you didn't know shit about the mortgage industry. <laughs> I still don't, but yeah, I'm getting there day by day. Yes. Yeah. You know, so you've learned a ton. Mm -hmm. So I always appreciate your questions because they come from a place of sincerity. Yeah, I generally don't know. Yeah, you generally <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Right? And if if you two are you're college educated, you're second generation books, your parents went to college. Yep. Right? And 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 you're a millennial, you're in that all of your friends right now are buying homes, Literally. having babies, getting married. Literally. I sent you a text. One of my friends, I, we literally talking talking uh, loans and like well i should buy a house it's not the right time i'm like it's, yes it's the right time i'm talking about the delta of like you know we effectively when you're going to make up how much you overpaid for the house so hey, everyone now is kind of entering that phase of like putting down like the partying so much i don't need to go out and party so much they're having kids now it's about like the conversation shift towards more topics like this yeah so i promise you if we ever got one-on-one -on -one and john and i were like hitting the the speaker series mm -hmm. John has a lot to say. He has oh, a lot of insight, yeah. especially when it comes to content creation, especially when it comes to social media marketing. Like there's there's a lot. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about conspiracy theories, he's God, your guy. Don't, don't get me started. He's your guy. Right. Yeah. If you just want do you want someone really cool to sit down with and drink a Negroni with? Or five, that, I'm your guy. That's your guy. Yeah, yeah but but for this particular uh setup, I do most of the talking. Now, full disclosure, I'm a talker. Mm, no, I talk too much. No way. Sometimes, sometimes I I will dominate a conversation, and the other person will will leave feeling a little bit empty. You don't say. Yes, I'm aware of that. Right. I'm aware of that, and then also my brain doesn't shut off. So, it like doesn't. by the time you're thinking about what you want to say, mm -mm. I've probably already categorized my next five thoughts mm -hmm. that I think I want to share. And I do promise you all this: it comes from a place of sincerity. There are things I want to share because I wished someone shared them with me. Facts. Like, that's where it comes from. Yeah. It, I, I don't like listening to myself speak. I cringe when I go on YouTube and I check out, like, what you just produced because I have to listen to myself speak. It's pretty good sometimes. 
It, sometimes it is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Same thing. So I when I was I, I was on our, on our YouTube channel, mm -hmm. right? Because I wanted to go on there and I, I subscribed. I'm like, hey, I need to subscribe. But I also can can use that platform sometimes to communicate to, to listeners and viewers. But then I'm like, well, I've seen how it looks on YouTube. Let me go on Spotify or an Apple podcast or on Stitcher or Google mm -hmm. Play. And I tune in there and I give them a five-star review <laughs> and I give it a thumbs up. And right. I look, we encourage you all to oh, do please, that. Please, please, please do it. Please give us a five-star review. Please subscribe. Please share. Um, but yeah, I don't like listening to myself talk, hmm. but I do have a lot that I want to share because it comes from a place I just want to help. Right. That's where it is coming from. And when I have guests on, I have an idea where I want the conversation to go. Hmm. I do. So if I ever find a guest is getting away from that mm -hmm. and I don't like where they're going, got to gently steer them back. I will I will slide right back in and I'll I'll try to reset, refocus mm -hmm. and then and then go. Right. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by a viewer request. Let's go. Yeah. It's also brought to you by Malcolm Gladwell in his book Outliers. Cuz we are waiting for you, the viewer or listener to send us some more table swag. Yes. We thought that'd be a cool idea. It should coincide with the launching of tlopmonline.com, which can also be found at thelonefficerpodcast.com. Word. It'll be live and launched by the end of 2021 mm -hmm. with tons of additional content. Some will be free. Some will ask you to actually pay for. Oh, my gosh. What? Mm. Yes. Yes. We want to recoup at least the money that it takes to buy the cameras and the lights and the time it takes for John and I to do this. That's a hobby. That's called a hobby. And we also want to grow it. Yeah. And unfortunately, shit ain't free. Mm -mm. And so in order for us to grow, yeah. in order for us to get better, we're going to have to hire people. Mm -hmm. Well, people don't just work for free, especially in today's market. Mm -mm. Holy cow. No, they don't. You know, I mean, Chick-fil-A is probably going to start paying 25 bucks an hour in no time if they can't get enough workers. Whoa, are you serious? No, they're paying like 12 bucks an hour oh, in Florida, damn, but still. But still, mm. yeah. Okay. <laughs> John's like, hey, I can, I can work that Friday hey, machine. Hey, wow. I know, hey, I know a guy. I know a kid over there, um, Jackson. Owen. Yeah. He can get me, you know, slide me in there. <laughs> he can hook you up. <laughs> he can hook me up. All right. Perfect. Okay. No, so uh, we're going to do a, a another viewer request. Mm -hmm. But what we were talking about is the website. We're talking about the, uh, the centerpiece. If mm -hmm. you guys watch us on YouTube or you're following us on any of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, mm -hmm. TikTok, LinkedIn, at the Loan Officer Podcast, what you'll notice is that in all the video clips, we do have a centerpiece. Mm -hmm. It's John on one side of the table, me on the other, and some kind of a centerpiece. Right. Well, I made this crazy statement a few episodes back yeah, when, when I just finished this book by Malcolm Gladwell, and I love the book. I'm like, you know what? That book is going to be the centerpiece until mm -hmm. someone else sends one. Mm -hmm. Now, Rob Farragher, who's one of our first guests ever, gave me that thought. Mm -hmm. Rob just got so sick and tired of us having the Clyde Mays whiskey bottle up right, there. Right. He's like, look, Clyde Mays isn't even that great of a whiskey. You should put a different whiskey bottle. Yep. Well, Rob still hasn't come through with the bottle of Pappies he promised us, but Jason Parker did. Shout out Jason so Parker. we 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 promoted uh, the bottle of whiskey that Jason gave us as a gift. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, well, what's next? Right. What's next? So that's going to be our gig. If you want to send us something, it's non-perishable, it's not an animal, and it's not <laughs> going to get us kicked off of YouTube, we would we would love to, uh, to, to, to put it on there. And look, if it is an animal, hmm. as long as that critter, Thomas said some bitch, <laughs> as long as that some bitch will sit here and be quiet. Word. Yeah. We'll host it. You love animals. I love animals more than people. Yes, I love animals. Mm -hmm. Like, love, love them. I tend to like big animals, like big dogs yeah, and horses like and domesticated and stuff. I like wild animals. Oh, you're gonna put like a like some kind of a panther on here? Nah, you know, just something. something. How about a cougar? No, nah. there's a cougar in the car. I know there's a cougar oh, in the car. God, I put her there. 
Not so, one of those. So today's episode, <laughs> Dustin. Are we digressing, John? No, we're not. No news is good. We're good. We're okay. good. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because we get feedback, and I, I love our listeners. I love our audience. I love the fact that it's growing. Mm-hmm. Now, we're barely over 6,000 on YouTube. I'm really hoping that number gets to 10,000, mm-hmm. like, sooner than later. And that only happens if people share us and like us and go to YouTube and subscribe themselves. But – um, that being said, I love the comments because some people are like, would you just shut up shut already? Shut the hell up. And, I can't, I can't hear the guest. You're not letting them speak. Or no, not just that, but like, they don't like this part. Well, they don't like this part. Like you and I basically spoke whatever, for the past five, six whatever, minutes. Cause you know what? There's just so many people like, oh, I love you guys bantering. Yes. Just stick to your guns and do what you know. People will comment, but as long as it's your thing, it's your thing. Whatever. Can't be all things to all people, although we'll try. Although we'll try. Well said. And that's a great dovetail segue into today's topic, which is CRMs and database management. Okay. I, if you said it is, it is, John. Of course but, it's not. I mean, that's the topic. But that's a terrible it segue. Is, but that was a good, you know, I'm talking more. So I'm just trying to figure out ways to talk more and interject myself more. You in the do have a nice voice. Thank you. You do have a nice voice. Someone I, I met at a Christmas party actually last week, like, just your voice. You must have known you have a voice for radio. I'm like, are you saying I'm ugly? Because that's like, that's no, always a, you have a face yeah, for radio. you have a face for radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've, I've never known or thought I had a voice for mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, you do. But so do you. Thank you. Maybe that's why this works. Maybe so. Who knows? Maybe um, it doesn't work. Maybe it just works in our mind. Yeah, maybe it just does. Work. Yeah. yeah, just chasing our own tail. All right. No. So this is going to be, if I remember correctly, I think it was Kevin um, hit me up on LinkedIn and looks like from his LinkedIn profile, he's newer to the industry or not even in the industry yet. Maybe okay. he's trying to enter in, in the industry and wanted to know our take on CRMs. What are CRMs? Okay. So client relationship management okay. or manager okay. would be a CRM. Okay. But I felt like, okay, I can talk about CRMs, but I want to talk about the value of database management because mm. that's really something I'm passionate about. And it's something that I owe a deal of gratitude to my business partner, Mike Smalley, because he introduced me to the power of database management. He's the king of database management. He is the king of database management. And he, he learned it from probably um, Greg Frost, Tim Brahim, Todd Duncan, Kai McBride, or Tim Davis back in the day when they were all in the faculty of this thing called Lone Toolbox. Mm. Like when I think of TLOP Online, mm. Some of that is like, well, what, what was so powerful about Loan Toolbox back in 2004, 5, and 6? Why shouldn't we have that for 2022 through 2036, right, you know? Right. Um, but let's do it our way. Our way. Right. And let's do it 20 years later and, and 20 times better. Right. Right? Better because it's different, better because it's more current. Mm-hmm. But when I partnered up with Mike Smalley, there's some strengths that I brought to the table, but there's a lot of weaknesses and there's some strengths that he brought to the table and as well as his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. One of his strengths was like he – not only understood database management, but he had been doing it for two years. He had an assistant who did the database management and he owned a database. I knew nothing about it. Hmm. So I learned firsthand what I did know, Mike outproduced me. Hmm. And Mike has consistently outproduced me because Mike has always had a bigger database and he's always marketed three to five times better than me to that database. Hmm. So he knows more people and he gets his messaging out in front of more people. Duh. Like, duh. Like, I just heard this phrase and I love it. So you're going to hear me use it incessantly. Your net worth is the sum of your network. Your net worth equals your network. Well, what does that mean? Well, the more people you know, more than likely, the more money you make and the more money you have. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're in some kind of a business or a sales environment. Mm -hmm. 
but that could go even further, right? If I was a CPA, the more people I know, probably the more clients I have, mm -hmm. probably the more money I make. Mm -hmm. Financial advisor, same exact thing. Dentist, same exact thing. Family doctor, same exact thing. OBGYN, same exact thing. Chiropractor. I mean, you go through the whole entire gamut. An attorney. Mm -hmm. If if I did wills and estates and and trusts, like the more people I know, if I'm a home builder, I mean, you just like the list goes on and on. Your net worth equals your network. Mm -hmm. Well, database management is a great way to a create your network and keep tabs on them and then grow them. So the first thing I would tell anyone who's going into sales is you must create a list of everyone that you want to do business with so you can start marketing to them. You need to create a list of everyone that you're currently doing business with so you can keep tabs on them. And by keeping tabs on them, you need to know what they ordered last and when they ordered last. What did they buy? How much money did they spend? If you notice, I'm not speaking in LO jargon right now mm. because this is going to be across the board. You should probably know something about their situation. Are they married or are they not married? Do they have children? Do they not have children? What's their favorite color? What's their favorite beer? Do they even drink beer? When they come to my office, should I offer them coffee, soda, or water? Hmm. What's their favorite sports team? Right, because so much of business is relationship management. Hmm. Well, if I'm managing you and our relationship, John, and I know that you're vegan, I'm not going to ask you to go to Texas Day Brazil Word. with me. Word. Right? That's a Brazilian <clears throat> steakhouse where it's nothing but meat. Mm. You eat meat until you sweat. You eat meat until your stomach sticks out <laughs> like you're nine months pregnant. They literally give you a card to say, no, I'm full. Red, don't bring me anymore. Green. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so if you're going to go into any sales profession, you need a freaking database. At a minimum, because you need to keep tabs on the people that you are marketing to, mm -hmm. the people who are prospective clients of yours, and even a list of your past clients so that they can order from you in the future. My dentist, I'm a past client. Mm -hmm. He or she needs me coming back in twice a year for a cleaning because they know if I'm coming in twice a year for a cleaning, mm -hmm. if they see something that needs to be addressed, uh -uh, got it. well, now they have maybe some, some veneer work. Maybe yeah. they have a teeth whitening opportunity. Maybe it's a root canal. Who knows? Mm -hmm. It's something that's going to bring more revenue into their practice than just me coming in for a quick cleaning what stuck out with me when you said that about database management because the first thing that goes to my head is a boring excel sheet that just has a name number and address but then you took it a step further and was like no what do they like their hobbies like that also goes into database management not just their phone number age and how much money they have yeah and by the way you can start with an excel spreadsheet you can start with a freaking three ring three ring binder a spiral notepad and a blue ink pen. I would actually tell you to a blue ink pen, a red, a green, and a highlighter because you can use all those different colors mm -hmm. to code things differently, right? If, if it's written in red, maybe it was a client who didn't qualify. If it's written in green, it's a prospective client that you're trying to convert a sale for. Mm -hmm. If it's written in blue, it may be someone who is a um, past client. If it's highlighted, it's a VIP, right? Like mm -hmm. just, I mean, getting very basic $10 or less spent at Office Depot, right. you could start with database management. Now, Salesforce is a massive CRM. Okay. If you're in any type of a sales business organization, you should look into Salesforce because Salesforce can not only track what, what you've done, but they'll also tell you what you need to do, right? It's, it can be programmed and it can be, 
Um, customized. Customized, correct. Yeah. Good word, by the way. That's the word I was searching <laughs> right. for. In the mortgage industry, we use uh, what's called Jungo, J-U-N-G-O. It's basically the sales force for the mortgage industry. Okay. And like, I'm very familiar with it because not only did, did, did we purchase it and we use that for our database management, mm -hmm. but we also have it equipped to where we have different marketing campaigns. So John Coleman can be referred to me, Dustin Owen, a loan officer. And when I input you into Jungo, then I can attach the realtor who referred you. And then for the next 270 days, I can make sure you get a series of texts and emails mm. that goes out that basically is just keeping my name and the realtor's name in front of you. Sometimes we elicit a response from you. Sometimes we, we don't. We just tell you that we're checking in, right? It's my way of saying I worked too damn hard to get you as a client, as a prospective client. I'm not going to let you slip through the cracks. Hmm. Now, Jungo allows me to text and email, but it doesn't make phone calls for me. Hmm. I still have to be doing phone calls. But who do I know to call? Well, if I have a CRM, if I believe in database management, it's in there. It's in there. I can even program my Jungo or my Salesforce to tell me every day, hey, you had these seven people to call. I can click on your name. And as much data as I've put in there, it'll tell me about you, who you referred by when we last spoke, our notes. Mm -hmm. Maybe in those notes, I understand that you're a huge UCF fan. Well, it's bowl season. UCF's going to be in a bowl game. Maybe I start with, hey, John, you going to the game next week? Hmm. Right? Oh, man, I really hope UCF takes it to the Gators. I'm a little worried they won't, but I really hope they do. Right. Right? So now not only am I doing my job, which is to follow up with the lead that I worked so hard to create, but I'm also being able to be personal, personable with you. Maybe I made a note last time we spoke that your daughter's graduating college. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, hey, did Kylie finally graduate college? Dude, congratulations to uh, you and Susan. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. How proud are you? Hey, man, the reason why I was really calling, just checking in. How's the home search going along? I mean... This is the purpose of having a database. Let's talk about this. Currently, rates have shot up. We're right at 2.75, we're at three and a half, we're heading to four. I'm gonna go book a bunch of loans at 4% in 2022. Buy a bunch, I mean, I'm gonna do 120, 150 loans. And their average interest rate's gonna be 4%. Some are gonna be four and a half, some are gonna be three and a half. And then come about December of 2023, we're gonna hit a recession. And those mortgage interest rates are gonna drop down to below 3% again. John, who do I know to call? Who do I know that could benefit from a refinance if I don't database manage? If I don't have some kind of a CRM that holds this data for me? How can I pull a report? How can I how can I do some kind of an email blast, a text blast? A, how about if I create a video and I send it out to my entire database of everyone who has an interest rate of over three and a half percent? Can't do that if you just it's I can't do that if I don't do database management. Right. But if I can, holy cow. Mm. I'm now the person who's going to win a trip to Costa Rica because I just watched my, my production go from $25 million a year to $40 million a year. Hmm. Why? Because I had this plethora of data at my fingertips that all I had to do is go click a couple buttons and it pulled a report of everyone that I could proactively reach out to, reintroduce myself, because by the way, I did their loan 18 months ago, mm -hmm. and say, hey, I was reviewing your mortgage. And based on current market conditions, I think I could save you some money. Would you be interested in talking to me for about 15 minutes to see if a new mortgage may suit your current financial needs, wants, and goals? Hmm. Yeah. Right, but I can't do that if I don't have a database. So anyone who's tuned in, 
this far. First thing you're going to write down, memorize, carve into your forearm with your pocket knife. In order to be wildly successful, I must commit to database management. Period. End of story. I work too damn hard to procure the lead that came in to not have a place to house that lead, follow up with that lead, and preferably have a system that helps do it for me because some days I'll get lazy. And when I get lazy, I need to know that there's a computer system behind the scenes that will never get lazy because it's a freaking robot. Is that a, is that a pitfall for newer loan officers? Like it's part- a pitfall for all people. Okay. For all people. Yeah. Top producers alike. Really? Top Yes. Man, we, we, we don't, everyone, not every day is a great day. If every day would be a great day, we'd call that average, right? right? Not every week's a great week. So yes, it's really nice to know that when life gets sideways on you, your work life gets sideways. If you can't be the person on the phone doing your lead follow-up like you should be, that your CRM is doing it behind the scenes, mm. right? CRMs that, that, that I know, I know Surefire by top of mind. I know Jungo. I know Usherpa. Like those are the ones that I know best. There's other CRM platforms out there. Hell, if you want to go real old school, look at ACT. ACT was one of the very first CRMs. <laughs> ACT really didn't have a way to automate. Like the anymore, a lot of the CRMs that we're using, they have they have automation built in, mm-hmm. right? They API with our loan origination software. That way I can program it to where, let's say the loan was submitted to underwriting, I can have various texts and emails that automatically go out without me having to do anything. That's proactive communication or marketing to my database, hmm. right? I can set it up certain CRMs. Like I think big purple dot lets me do this and agent legend. These are some other ones that I have some, some, um, familiarity with. They had it set up to where if a lead came in, I could schedule voicemails that just dropped into your voice mailbox. Hmm. I never had to make a phone call. Hmm. It was being done on my behalf. It could have been done at 2 AM. Right. right. And I could schedule it. Now, what did it take? It took me a researching and demoing two or three different ones. It took me agreeing to spend the 99 or $129. And then it took me four or six hours of just sitting down. I time blocked it on a Sunday, mm. kicked my wife and kids out of the house and to her parents for the weekend. I sat down because I knew I had a project to work on, but I knew like any database and ERC, any CRM, if I dedicate four to six hours on learning it and creating the various scripts that are going to be required, most of it will be set it, forget it. Now I just need to make tweaks as, you know, as, as various situations arise, but you have to commit to it. So the best CRM is a waste of your money and a waste of your, of, of, of your resources. If you don't commit right, if you don't to use using it, it. Use it right, right, right. and if you can't commit to use it, you better commit to paying someone to use it on your behalf. Hmm. Whether you find someone who is third party, right? Someone who's just, you pay them a hundred bucks a month and they manage your CRM on your behalf mm-hmm. or whether you're a branch manager and you decide that you're going to allocate four or five or $6,000 a month to a database manager who can come into your branch and not just database on, on behalf of you and your book of business, but you and your other seven loan officers, mm-hmm. right? You need to have a super user. And if that's not going to be you, it needs to be mm-hmm. someone Sorry. that you're partnered with. Again, it could be third party, right. but where people tend to, Go sideways as they spend the money. They don't even use it. And the they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't do it. It's, it's like no the, different than the treadmill I, in the corner that, you, yes. that you're going to use. And yeah. I'm going to use I swear to God, it costs me so much. Question for you. Um, what does a healthy database look like if I'm a newer loan originator? 
um, like after the year one, numbers wise, what what does a healthy database look like? I should have 100 leads, 50 leads. What does a bad database look like? Cool. I uh, love the question. 100 friends and family, mm-hmm. 100 realtors that you have met with, mm-hmm. 50 realtors that you've identified as your top targets. And if you're a year in the business, 30 to 60 closed clients. Mm-hmm. And another 30 to 60 prospective clients, okay. right? If, if, you, if you're in day 91 in your mortgage career, every day when you're walking into the office, you're dominating the ones. Do you remember what dominate the ones are? We've talked about a couple yeah, times yeah, on this episode yeah. or not on, this episode, on, this on, on this podcast, yeah. right? You have to talk to one person a day who wants a mortgage. We don't care if their credit score is 480 or 830. They just want a home loan and you're going to talk to them. You have to schedule a meeting with a potential long-term referral source. That's realtor, builder, CPA, financial advisor, divorce attorney. I throw that one, that one mm-hmm. in there. And you have to go on one meeting a day with one of those people mm-hmm. from the five categories I just mentioned. If you are doing that, then when you come back every single day, you should have one prospective client that you're going to put into your database. Mm-hmm. You, and you have a, a new referral source that you should be putting into your database. So your database should be housing your hundred friends and family, because by the way, it's a great source of business is going to come from your friends and family, either doing their personal loans, or let's say each of them knows three people yeah. who are homeowners. There's you've turned turned hundred into 400 because mm-hmm. each know 300, right? So now you have 400. Um, you have the realtors that you're calling on. You have the realtors you've already met with. You have the borrowers that you've already closed a transaction for, and you have the borrowers that you want to close a transaction for. Some of them like the 480 credit scores, you're going to want to tra- close a transaction for them once they've done a ton of work mm-hmm. and they've turned their life around, right. which maybe never. Right. But you have them categorized as that, right? Like we use different color coding systems. Maybe mm-hmm. we use platinum, gold, and silver right. to talk about various referral sources. Oh, this is a platinum referral source because he or she has 50 transactions a year, 25 are buyers, and last year I closed five with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah, that's someone that when they call my whole entire team or me knows I got to drop what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Hey, this person may be um, black because or silver because they're part time. Mm. Right. So if my, my, my colors were platinum, gold and silver, then under silver, they're part time. They like me. I like them. But honestly, they only sell about four homes a year of which zero could be buyers. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy if I closed one transaction with them every two years. Mm. But then you have certain clients that are VIP. Hey, I know this was just a client, but this person is the HR manager at the largest factory in our town. Mm. I want to make sure that I recognize them on every special occasion because ultimately I want them to refer me every single person that works at that factory when they need a a home loan. Mm. And that this is what CRM and databasing allows you to do. But the most important thing, and we're getting long here, so I want to wrap it up. You just got to do it. Like, don't don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. You can get crazy, <laughs> granular, mm-hmm. and trick out and geek out on CRMs. But just like anything in life, Rome wasn't built overnight. You're not going to just, wham, voila, wave yeah. a magic wand and be there. Yeah. Just start by doing it. Just start by doing it. Do it consistently. When you fall off, when you fall off, hop back on. Continue to get better, 1% better each day. I know that sounds cliche and corny, but it works. 
and then in two years or three years or five years or seven years, know that this CRM, this database of yours, it is a living, breathing organism. Mm -hmm. And you as the driver, as the, as the uh, fuel injection of it, you too are a living, breathing organism. You will grow together. You will get better together. Ultimately, I'm going to tell you, hire somebody who manages your CRM for you. You should become a super user so that you can communicate with the person, right? It's very difficult for you to expect what you are to inspect what you expect. If you yourself have no idea, correct, have no idea, you should have a great idea, but then it should be something that you can hold someone else accountable mm -hmm. to do on your behalf so that you can focus on the high level stuff. And the high level stuff is giving consultations. The high level stuff is giving advice. The high level stuff is, is doing sales calls and making presentations. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff that's going to make the phone ring. Well said. Right? So, I, but I think that's it. If, if you're wanting to know my recommendation, I'm going to take a look into Jungo, but it is intense. It is involved. And if you are not at a high level yet with your computer skills, with your understanding of CRMs, and with your aptitude towards taking this on, I don't know if I'd recommend Jungo right out of the gates. I don't know if they have Jungo Lite. Right, yeah. right, but like something like Surefire from Top of Mind, that that is a good entry point. And I've heard great things about Usherpa. Like that's a great entry point. I'm sure there's a plethora of others out there. If you really want to know about CRMs, I'm going to tell you this. Attend a mortgage conference. Mm -hmm. Attend a mortgage conference. Go to the trade show. Each and every one of your local mortgage bankers associations, they will have some kind of, a, um, of an annual conference, mm -hmm. whether it's the state conference or a tri-state conference, go to it, right? And figure out who, who, who are there as the um, vendors. Right. Or attend a conference that's put on by someone like a Renee Rodriguez or, you know, one, one of the other, you know, people out there that are given these three or four day sales events. Right. Right. That's it's. But I'll tell you this top producers, they database manage top producers. They have a CRM. And if a top producer doesn't work their own CRM, it's because they've hired someone else to do it for them because hmm. you have what's called red time and green time. If a top producer is spending all their time within their CRM, that's too much red time. Got to fix these cells. I got to make sure they're color coded and they look really pretty and they have all these drop down widgets and the formulas are correct. I'm spending all my time in a database and I'm not actually out there prospecting. That is so true, John. I know you said that kind of like, you know, yeah. being facetious. But that's what happens. No, that's what happens. No, you should have meetings with your with your CRM administrator. Sure. Maybe even weekly, just like you do a pipeline meeting with your processor, do a pipeline meeting with your CRM administrator. Mm -hmm. But you can come up with all those ideas. Hey, wouldn't it be great if we had you know, categories. Hey, wouldn't it be great if we could mail merge this way? Hey, wouldn't it be great if, mm -hmm. but you shouldn't be the one dedicating all your time. That's not the highest and best use of your time. So Kevin, I hope you appreciate that. I hope that kind of pointed you in the right direction. The only advice I can tell you is just to do it. Just start somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like someone said, Hey, when's the best time to quit smoking or quit dipping or lose weight or join the gym uh, today, right now, right now. Even if you fail 17 times over the next 17 days, at least you are trying. At least you are putting one foot in front of the other. It may be three steps forward to take two steps back. That's okay. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're doing it already means that you're better than the person who is not doing it. Well, it's important. It's important to your business. It's important to your, to your career growth and your trajectory. And if you're wanting to database manage and you see the value of having a CRM and your company is not working with you. 
and they're working against you, you need to double think if you are in the right spot of your career. There are certain organizations, institutions, they don't want to do this because they're not your clients. Mm. They're their clients. Yeah, that's my database. I just give you the phone numbers, bro. Yeah. If, <laughs> hey, look, if I'm a company and I'm spending millions or tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars a year in advertising, mm -hmm. and your job is to put on a headset and answer the phone. Not your client. That ain't your database, homie. Yeah. Right? If I'm a big national bank and clients are just coming in because mm -hmm. they already have their check and the savings accounts with us or their credit cards or auto loans with us. Yeah. That's not your database, homie. Right. You have to ask yourself. You may be cool with that, at which point you probably didn't even listen to this episode. You didn't make it that far. Right. Right. But if you're wondering to yourself, wait a minute, my company's not going to let me do this. It's because you're in a business model that doesn't support it. Mm. We're going to teach people how to database manage and, and why, why they need to do it with a CRM because we're also trying to teach you how to be an entrepreneur. Mm. How do you work for John Coleman LLC? who works under mm -hmm. the Waterstone or the Guild or the Fairway or the movement, the movement umbrella, right. right? That's it. So, hey, he's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You've tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast. Do us a favor. Hit us up on all of our social media platforms and follow us. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a five-star review. Subscribe on YouTube. Tell your friends about us. Tell a friend. And stay tuned for tloponline.com. That is all the time we have for today. We will catch you in the next episode.